0: Hello and welcome to the Encouraging Angels podcast with Stan Szymanski. I'm your host, Stan Szymanski. Today is Wednesday, January 31st, 2023. And I have an excellent show for you today. Neither Encouraging Angels, nor Stan Szymanski, nor anyone affiliated with Encouraging Angels is offering any type of advice on this program. We do not offer financial advice. We do not offer legal advice. We do not offer medical advice. We do not offer personal advice of any kind. Please consult a professional in the area of your need or interest, and everything presented is for informational purposes only. This morning I was on LinkedIn, and I saw a um, a response to a post by David Morgan. Now David Morgan is known as the silver guru, and truly, if you want to follow somebody on uh, social media or the internet, uh, there is really nobody you know better. There's other really great people, like my friend Bill Holter. Uh, like Andy Schekman and I could go on like Steve Quayle, uh, I could go on and on. But David Morgan is a professionals professional. And he posted he someone had uh, put some information up about hyperinflation in Zimbabwe. Well he actually went he went to a um, a a silver and gold mint which is now out of business. Uh, however, back then it was, is an old it was a, a mint uh, named Old Glory Minting Company. And they had a display for their customers uh, in their office about the different types of currency, really the different denominations of currency. That happened in Zimbabwe between 2007 and 2008. And really, when you look at the hyperbolic nature and hyperbole or hy- hyper- a hyperbolic swing in a graph, when you look at financial graphs, is one that basically is low and then it just shoots up towards the ceiling. That is what happened with the denomination of the bills that they had to use just to buy everyday goods, not for being rich. I'm going to play this because since they're out of business uh, right now, I don't think they'll mind. It's only three minutes, uh, not even three minutes. And I want to share this with you for you to think today about the possibility of not just high inflation like we had last year, but hyperinflation. Hyperinflation is generally described as a rate of inflation of 50% per month, which would put you uh, at, what, 600% a year. Now, the rates that Zimbabwe saw were in, uh, it was infinitely higher than that. Why do I think this is important to share with you? Because if you cannot, when you get to the end and you hear, I'm going to give a little bit away here, that in the morning, a can of Coke cost 50 billion Zimbabwe dollars. And just a year before People were using 1s, 5s, 10s, 20s, and 100s, okay? When a can of Coke, in a short period of time, costs $50 billion at breakfast, at lunch, it costs $100 billion, and at dinner, it costs $150 billion. And then at the end, of course, we'll see what the real answer is to these problems. These problems are the problems that the United States of America has right now. And if you are a caregiver of the disabled, of special needs, you have to provide resources for those in your charge every day. You have to feed them. You have to give them water, you know, other drinks of sustainment, uh, You have to pay for medical goods, clothes, so on and so on. Whether you are an individual, a mom or dad taking care of a special needs person, or you are caring for a campus full of special needs and disabled folks. Uh, You need to understand this. You need to understand how fast this can happen. And if you are not positioned correctly, we'll talk about this after listening to this. You uh, are going to be out of business and uh, really looking at a situation so dire that there's really no help for you without literally someone coming to your aid. (laughs) And I'm talking about people who right now are relatively well off. They can pay all their bills. They think that they have all the food and, you know, that they need and they have a retirement account. This, what I'm going to share with you in two minutes and 56 seconds of, of listening would completely wipe you out. Done. Done. Let's take a listen. Forgive me for the microphone handling noise.
1: One of the things that uh, we've put together as uh, a little display for some of our clients is a series of twenty-seven official notes. These are this is currency from the country of Zimbabwe. And uh, if you take a look here, this starts out at $1, and the date on it, I don't know if you can zoom in and see that or not, David, but uh, in 2007, they had ones, and then, of course, fives, tens, and twenties, and this was uh, the currency that was being used. Uh, And uh, as we well know, what happened is the hyperinflation started to kick in, and they started to print higher and higher denominations as people demanded more and more currency. And so they got up in the 500s and the thousands. We're still in 2007. Here in 2008, they started printing in the tens of thousands. So in a, in a period of, uh, you know, less than one year, we we went from ones, fives, tens, all the way up to tens and 20 thousands. You start looking up here and 50,000, 100,000, 500,000 and $1 million bills. And it just kept going and going and going. Um, Let me show you over here we get the billions of 1 and 5 and 10 and 20 and then here's a 50 billion dollar bill on July 4th of 2008 a can of coke would have cost you 50 billion dollars for breakfast but at lunchtime it would be 100 billion and by the time you got to dinner it would be 150 billion dollars. Their inflation rate as you know was approximately 10 to the 27th power It's something that's just staggering. And uh, by the time they started printing, uh, they said, well, forget the, the billions, let's just go to the trillions. And so they started printing 10, 20, 15, trillion dollar notes. Uh, they hired a German company to, uh, to print these, and they placed the orders for these. And by the time the German com- company was finished actually printing them, uh, they weren't worth the paper and the ink that it took to make them. And so the German company never delivered them. They were never circulated. So these are... Um, these are all you know, uncirculated uh, banknotes, but it illustrates how fast, how quickly, and how devastating hyperinflation can be. From 2007 to 2008, in a period of less than two years, about one and a half years, uh, the currency imploded, and now they don't even have a national currency in Zimbabwe. They now use hard currencies, gold, and silver quite a lesson and one I hope no one display, yeah. no one misses that lesson. This thank you a, so much, Reed. Thank you. I real. Real. real real.
0: Okay. That was um Reed who at that time was running Old Glory Mint, which is uh now defunct from what I can tell. Um but uh, quite a lesson and that was David Morgan, who chimed in at the end. Um, Again, that's how I found this video today because he went and grabbed that and put it on his LinkedIn today. Um, Folks, how, how can you explain inflation at 10 to the 27th power? It's you know it it's it can't it really cannot be comprehended except to say at you know to parrot what Reed was saying in the video the paper that the money was printed on was worth more than the denomination more than the trillions of Zimbabwe dollars that were represented by that note. That made, you know, I mean, think about that, that something worth, let's say, you know, something that's denominated in trillions worth roughly, because for the United States to print like a hundred dollar bill, I think it's like 14 cents is what it cost them. Um, it would be roughly the same you know, for probably any uh, paper cash that's professionally printed by a, a government or what have you. And uh, that would mean, you know, if, if if a trillion dollar bill is worth 14 cents, what would your 401k be worth? Your what would your three hundred thousand? You let's say you worked all your life and you've got three hundred grand in your um, your four hundred one k, your retirement savings. What would that be worth? I mean, just to put it in perspective, a thousand thousands or a thousand thousand dollar bills is one million dollars. A thousand, pardon me, one million dollars is $1 billion. And $1,001 billion is $1 trillion. They went up to $100 trillion. What would your 300000 be worth when the money's at a trillion? And that happened between 2007 and 2008, where they went from using ones, fives, 20s, and hundreds to billions and trillions, (coughs) pardon, I mean, your life savings would be worth less than a cent in that situation. Now, do I think or do I know that this is going to happen again? I don't know. But it's not the only time it's happened. It happened, in, you know, people could say, "Oh, Zimbabwe, you know, that's a backwards country, etc., etc." It's a very that's a very resource rich company, by the way. And at the end, they now at the time that that was made, which was twelve years ago, which would have been, uh, you know, roughly two thousand and twelve, um, that country was not using paper currency. That you know, or any kind of CBDC, it's no no kind of uh, central bank digital currency. That country was using gold and silver, gold and silver. That's really the lesson because gold and silver are real. When it only takes 14 cents to print a trillion with a T trillion dollar bill, you need something that represents real value and real energy and effort because an ounce of gold, you know, these days probably, uh, takes a run and I'm, I'm not sure what the number is, uh, but it's probably between 1200 and $1,400 to pull out of the ground because You know, it doesn't just jump out out of the ground and jump into your pocket. You know, it has to uh, be mined. That takes big machinery. That takes diesel. That takes manpower. That takes back office. uh, You know, that takes the acquisition of land. All these things go into pulling that ounce of gold or ounce of silver out of the ground. That is why they have intrinsic value all the time throughout all of recorded history from when money was had been used, which is, you know, roughly 5,000 years. Bitcoin, by comparison, and I just, you know, some people are going to hate me for saying this. Bitcoin... Is a limited number of 21 million bitcoins of nothing because Satoshi Yakamoto dreamed that up and said "Um, we're only going to have a total of 21 million bitcoin. Of course, it can be divided infinitely, you can put as many zeros on the other side, on the bad side of the decimal. So it it can still be infinite. Don't fool yourself. But it, it is fiat. It is by decree. It was issued out of nothing. Out of nothing. Out of nothing. And it did not cost the original creator of the Bitcoins anything. And yet Bitcoin has the temerity to say, gee, if you, you know, for miners, that they, you know, they tried to compare Bitcoin mining to gold mining. And say, if you solve these complex mathematical problems with your computer, uh, you, can, you will be given X amount of Bitcoin. And they give you less and less as you mine more and more. And that's how that works. But still, originally, see, the original person who pulled an ounce of gold out of the ground, it took real effort. The first every ounce of gold that comes out of the ground or silver, you know, or platinum or palladium or copper. And you can go on down the line with all your metals. It takes real effort and real cost to pull it out of the ground. Therefore, it is a recognized store of value and energy. Unlike Bitcoin, which cost the originator nothing. And so that's why I say this. I'm I'm bringing this to you today. I saw it this morning when I, uh, you know, saw David Morgan's post past my, uh, you know, in my feed on LinkedIn. That's why this is so important. How will you afford anything? You won't. You're going to get wiped out. And in the new system, you'll have to, like, work for gold and silver. I mean, they're they're struggling with this right now. Bill Holter of BillHolter.com, you know, has talked about this ad infinitum, along with now deceased, you know, Jim Sinclair, the great Jim Sinclair, uh, who was famous of predicting the... uh, you know, the rise in the ultimate uh, high price of, of gold uh, in the, uh, uh, the late 1970s. Uh, they, they will first try CBDC, where they once again issue a currency out of nothing. And the only way to get it is for you to be under their total control. And it's still going to hyperinflate. But they will be able to, you know, print it at, at will and probably without a whole lot of oversight. At least now we have some kind of idea, but it takes, you know, a lot of detective work to find out how much they printed. For instance... Back in the great financial crisis of 2008, they um, came to the public and said, oh, you know, everything is going to come to a stop and we're going to have a collapse if we don't get $800 billion. Well, everybody said to the Congress, you know, go ahead and and vote for this and get your $800 billion from the Treasury and save the world. Well, they actually had to print in from you know the estimations I've heard of upwards of 19 trillion dollars to have the world survive the great financial crisis because central banks around the world had to come to the Fed window and beg for money, Morgan Stanley, who I used to work for, you know. I was out of there before this happened. Morgan Stanley was kaput, broke. And apparently, and this is one of the stories that I remember Bill telling from, I don't know, 12 years ago or so, is that the Treasury took something like $7 trillion in bonds, put them on the books of Morgan Stanley. They pushed interest rates down, which pushed the the value of the bonds up which inflated the value on the books of Morgan Stanley and made Morgan Stanley solvent again. These are the kind of, you know, horrible things that happen with fiat money. And folks, we, you know, look at what has happened over the last year with the United States dollar and bricks. Actually, I should say over the last two years, United States put sanctions on Russia because of the start of the Ukraine conflict and the ruble goes down. and Vladimir Putin in a master stroke links the ruble to a gram of gold. And at a, at a, at so it put a, a base in for gold around 1600. Well, it just steadily went up. Um, Now, it fluctuates and, you know, goes up and down. However, it kept the Russian currency afloat and, and prospered it. Now, the Russians are trading oil with India in other than dollar. See, the deal in the 1970s that Kissinger struck with the Saudis is that Saudi, you make sure that all oil in the world is traded using U.S. dollars. In return, we give you protection. Well, after the collapse of Afghanistan in 2020, what was that, 2022? I mean, the Saudis struck a deal with the Russians for protection, number one. And now, the point I was really getting at is that instead of, the world using the dollar to trade oil, which which made it called the petrodollar. The world now trades oil in right now in a lot of local currencies. Like Russia trading oil with India, they're not using the dollar um, trading with China, Russia trading with China not using the dollar uh, and all over the world. It's like that now. And, you know, the Russians, a lot of times, are, they are pushing for oil trade to be in Chinese yuan. And what Russia's doing is they're taking that yuan, going to the Shanghai Gold Exchange and exchanging the yuan for gold. So, folks, and, and I mean, since the, the, the great financial crisis of 2008, central banks around the world have stockpiled gold. You should be your own central bank, as Greg Manarino says. You look him up; very good person to follow. I'm bringing this story of hyperinflation to you because the underpin the you know the rug underneath the U.S. dollar has been pulled out. Who wants dollars? Dollars really mean U.S. Treasury bonds around the world for big dollar amounts, and uh, who's buying treasuries? There, something like seven trillion dollars of treasury bonds come due in the next twelve months. Or do you think that the countries around the world who are clamoring to join BRICS, because BRICS stands for Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, but we also had join, uh, heck, Saudi Arabia. I think was it Brazil or Argentina and, uh, you know, five more, you know, uh, substantial countries and another, you know, 40 or 50 have applications. And people, the, the, the countries of the world are running, clamoring to join BRICS because they want money that has real value. And they know it's going to be there's going to be some kind of gold you know, silver or commodity backing like oil. Uh, what's the United States dollar backed by? Not gold, not oil, not silver. Now, supposedly, the the United States owns over 8 tons, or excuse me, 8,000 tons of gold However, there's been no audit of the gold since the 1950s, the mid-1950s. There's a lot of speculation that uh, it's been loaned out or worse, And, and who knows what's there now because of, of course, the, you know, the lack of accountability, which is what the world wants. They're not going to put up with what happened in 2008 again. You know, the great financial crisis happened in 2008. And the first BRICS meeting happened in 2009 as a response to that. And now you have a burgeoning, you know, they've really, I mean, things are now functioning on the BRICS side. They don't have a, a, a. they are going to roll out a, a reserve currency. In other words, what, what gets stored to be able to use for transactions? Uh, well, and stored just, to, you know, for value. Um, it's hard to say exactly what that will be yet, but gold will have a part in that. I have no doubt personally. Again, this is my humble opinion. But for those countries that just print and print and print money, we heard the story in the video uh, that they told the German company when they were going from billions to trillions, you know, to print it. And by the time the German company had printed the trillions of, of, of Zimbabwe dollars, whether it's a one trillion, a five trillion, or a fifty trillion, or one hundred trillion, I did see one of those. I I picked up, it was like five bucks on Amazon. I think I picked up like one of the half million dollar notes. It's worthless. But it, it's for historical significance, it's important to have and to be able to share that with people like I'm doing with you right now. Folks, a currency inflating at 10 to the 27th power is a complete wipeout. You're, you're wiped out. Whatever food you have is what you have. Whatever water you have is what you have. Your, your savings are wiped out. Your retirement's wiped out. Can you keep your house in that situation? Probably not. The answer is really no. How are you going to pay your property tax? unless you have some commodity that the, uh, you know, your local municipality wants. Folks, um, you know, get in touch with somebody like Bill Holter. You know, I don't sell gold. I don't sell silver. Um, like Bill Holter through BillHolter.com or Steve Quayle at Renaissance Precious Metals through uh, SteveQuayle.com, those websites. Because uh, the time is short. It's, you know, when the war starts, No one, no one wants... No one wants the U.S. dollar. I mean, even if they tried to sell war bonds, who's going to buy it? Now, they may mandate that retirement accounts own U.S. treasuries as some kind of stabilizing factor for the currency. But folks, I don't think it's going to work. And I think that people will pull out as soon as that happens. I think they'll I'll think they'll leave their jobs and take their money. Uh, but the other thing you need is food, water. See, see how important having, you know, a bag of rice is or a couple? That right now, a 25-pound bag of rice at Costco costs you less than 13 dollars? You could live on it if you had to, you know. It's better to have spices and so forth to go with it. Um add some beans to that, etc., etc. You know, I'm not we're not having a you know a survival, you know, podcast today. Uh I, what what is a bag of rice worth when the dollar is hyperinflating at ten to the twenty-seventh power? You're a rich person. Yep. So, folks, right now, let me step in and say, look, your government doesn't have any civil defense plans for you. They might have a FEMA camp for you to walk into if you don't have any food. See how that works? Like, the, the currency goes bad and there's, there's no food around because no stores are open. There's panic and chaos And they say, yeah, you can walk into the camp. They'll say something like, give us your firearms and uh, take the mark, like the mark of the beast, which will probably be unveiled sometime soon, I think. That's my humble opinion. Uh, And I think that'll be a roach motel. You'll check in, but you won't check out. That's my humble opinion as well. So I ask you to consider taking a look at civildefensemanual.com. Uh, Jack Lawson has put together a 950-page resource, a two-volume set covering all the topics of you know water, food, shelter, nuclear war survival skills, neighborhood protection team, of which you will probably need. Uh, communications, night fighting, uh, area study and intelligence, all this, check it out at uh, CivilDefenseManual.com. From what I understand, I haven't looked. I heard Jack on a podcast a few weeks ago, and he had the whole chapter on water up on the website. Water is life. You know, and it's, you know, this whole resource, 950 pages, two chap, two, uh, two, two volume set, is $100. I mean, if you weren't in the military, and even if you were in the military, you should have that at your fingertips. But for the folks who weren't, my goodness, you don't know anything. I hate to say that. Uh, go to CivilDefenseManual.com and check it out and see if it's worth it. Please consider supporting Encouraging Angels um, we, we get banned. We are banned. We are, uh, demonetized. (laughs) We are vilified, you know, from the powers that be. I'm not going to mention them today. I might soon. Uh, so please consider supporting encouraging angels. Go to encouragingangels.org. click on the donate tab and you can give with your card, you know, through the cornerstone link, uh, or send something to our PO box. Hope you enjoyed today's show. Please share the show. You know, that little box with the arrow that jumps out of it, that's on whatever platform you're listening to this on click on that and share it with a friend or family member, please. Uh, If you value, you know, our music message and testimony, everything that we're doing here on the podcast, you know, the writings that you see on the blog, please share this podcast. This is Stan Szymanski. This is also the Encouraging Angels podcast, and I look forward to seeing you right here next time.